Welcome to the Hotties and Horror Movies Podcast, where your hottie hosts, Sanker and Wendy, break down their weekly horror movie binge. So what are we starting off with today, Sanker? So we're starting off with Girl on the Third Floor, uh, which was possibly one of the worst movies that we've seen. <laughs> the worst. <laughs> it, it was terrible from top to bottom, honestly. A waste of time. But anyway, um, I'll just summarize it quickly. So the story is about a couple who are expecting a baby and they've recently purchased a large house to renovate. I believe they refer to it as a mansion in the house, uh, in the movie, but I don't think I'd call it a mansion. Um, so Yeah, more of a manor. <laughs> yeah, maybe. A large two-story house. <laughs> Three-story, mm. sorry. So the first half of the movie is from Don's biased perspective where he begins his renovations alone and his wife later on joins him. So Don casually and just repeatedly lies to his wife without any hesitation, whether it's about his drinking or his sexual kinks or just anything in general really, even little things. The house, of course, is haunted. Um, and it witnesses all of his mm-hmm. crappy behavior and decides to test his character. So basically how the spirits in the house interact with the new arrivals depends entirely on the nature of the person and how they act. And for Don, this unfortunately took a pretty dark turn very quickly. And it set off a series of events which we'll discuss more in more detail a bit later. But eventually his wife Liz also comes to the house and she also gets tested herself. Um, and let, can I just interject here and just remind the audience, this woman is pregnant. She she has a baby growing within her. And this scumbag, <laughs> this absolute scumbag, <laughs> like, no, like I hate, okay, so Sanka has, is going to be doing a lot of like sort of the storytelling because uh, let me tell you guys, I I hate this film. I hate this with every, like this character was bad. The film was bad. Everything was bad. But this scumbag, absolute scumbag has a pregnant wife. He, I think he was in some sort of scam with the FBI and he like scammed people out of their like retirement, like for $15 million or something. Barely got out, right? Cheated on his wife as they were trying to get pregnant. While she was pregnant, she had to buy the house. Yeah. And he picked it. She had to buy the house because he had nothing left because he would have been in jail. So this scumbag, (laughs) we literally will be talking about how the events fold with him going to the house, trying to be this macho man. And like he even says like a cringy thing in the video (laughs) about, you know, I can't imagine someone else building a castle for my princess. Like that's how he talks about his wife. Um, (laughs) Disgusting. (laughs) And he's just like this, like toxic masculine behavior it's not even like the kind of behavior where it's like oh that's you know males being males like he's actually verbatim the worst he is um he is and so this movie (laughs) i can feel myself getting angry again like every time we watch or talk about this movie i just see red (laughs) um but yeah no pretty much it's a i keep forgetting it's an hour and 30 minutes long it felt like 10 years watching that movie 10 years (laughs) it felt like um but yeah, so pretty much like Sanka said, the house the house tests whoever goes into it. And so we 
like she said, we see from the beginning from Don's perspective how he goes through things. The house puts him through some trials and tribulations. Um, and we'll just we're just gonna break it down pretty much. We'll just break down the plot yeah. and uh discuss how we feel about it. Oh, and side note, they had a real they oh I guess I spoilt it. This is oh, also spoil just very quickly, this entire podcast will be spoiler alerts. I hope you are not listening <laughs> to this. To then, like, be like, oh, you spoiled something. This is the entire point of this podcast. So if anyone ever listens to this, do I will delete comments that say anything to do with you ruined, like, spoiler alert. It, the whole podcast is a spoiler alert. Thank you very much. Yeah, Next. look. Let's get into if, the plot line. If you would like to go and waste an hour and a half of your life, just pause and go and watch it now and come back later for our comments because... Honestly, I wouldn't recommend this movie to anyone. We've watched it twice now and... I just, I wish I could get my three hours of my life back. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And it was more than three hours because we had to rewatch certain bits to remember things. So a total about four and a half hours pretty much of this movie. Yeah. 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 Not recommend. All right. So Senka, let's begin. Okay. So our story starts off with Don and his family dog, Cooper who go into the house alone initially to make a start on their renovations, while Liz, who is his pregnant wife, uh, continues to work, I believe, in the city or somewhere a little bit further away from the house. So very quickly uh, at the start of the movie, we're shown quite a few disturbing things around the house. So there's a large selection of very creepy mirrors, um, very weird vagina-shaped lighting fixtures, and... Mm-hmm. <laughs> most notably a black rotting wall uh right in on the um i believe it was in the living room yeah <sighs> yeah so it was seeping ooze yeah it was it like was it very was... fresh and just gross <laughs> fresh. so our dear friend don decides it's a very smart idea to stick his hand his bare hand without any gloves or anything into the black rotting wall. <laughs> but can I just say, the way he sticks his hand in isn't even normal. It's like he goes, like he like bunches his hands together. Like if you were to do like the Italian sort of like, well, what do you, you know, what you're looking at sort of thing. And that's how he puts his fingers into the hole. It's not like a, oh, let me just pat around it. He like full on just fists the wall. <laughs> yeah. Actually, that's what he does. He just fists yeah. the wall. It's so that's weird. Very, very aggressive he, also. Yeah, like the entire thing was just like, sir, you weren't going to call like anyone? You don't know what that (laughs) ooze contained. It could have been feces. It could have been like anything. And you just have it all over your hands like that. Like, oh, no, the man's crazy. Yeah, I agree. So anyway, this place obviously needs a lot of love before it's going to look presentable or just less creepy. Um, If it were up to me, I'd get rid of those mirrors straight away, but... You know, he's. Why do men always want to keep yeah, shit like that? Yeah, I don't know. Like, he seems to really enjoy the them. mirrors. Would have been gone <laughs> if I had seen any of those mirrors. I would have been like, really get them out of my house. Like right they were now. everywhere on every wall. There was a mirror everywhere. <laughs> Who needs that many? That would have been on marketplace so quickly. <laughs> I, I'll tell you what. This man clearly didn't watch the movie Mirrors because I could not. <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> Or Oculus. Listen, after that shit, I don't even like mirrors in my own house. Like, they have to face away from me every time. I think that we have three mirrors total in my house. Yep. Four. 
four mirrors total in my house and that's more than <laughs> enough for me. I don't even like seeing my reflection in the window, much less mirrors. Like, I agree. Creepy ass man. <laughs> so we get introduced to their new neighbour. Uh, I think her name was Ellie. I, I looked it up after because I just didn't catch it in the movie. I, I don't think I cared. Um, she just comes off as very creepy and annoying. Um, I don't know. I could tell straight away there was something just off about her, but... Wait, who? Wait, this who? was the pastor, the pastor lady. Wait, that's the pastor's yeah. name? It's yeah, Ellie? I think so. <laughs> that explains everything. <laughs> ah, of course, her name was Ellie. <laughs> and if you are a person who knows us and your name is Ellie, yes, you are correct. We are laughing directly at you if you ever listen to this podcast. Bite me. Okay, back. <laughs> of course, her name is Ellie. Interfering nose ass bitch. <laughs> we'll, we'll get back to her later because there's going to be a bit more on that topic. <laughs> so we get back to more renovating and it really quickly becomes evident that Don has some anger issues that he's trying to suppress. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. And we're also shown <laughs> some more creepy footage of the house in where the PowerPoints start to leak some white fluid. Um, I think later we kind of realise that it's actually cum, which just makes it all the more gross. Um, But in the actual scene I'm talking about, he has a power tool that he just, he wipes away the the cum and he just plugs it in from there. Like, what? (laughs) Like, can, like, what the, yeah, what is actually his problem? Like, (laughs) you didn't think an electrician or a plumber would have been good at this point. He, this man just literally goes in and goes, I will Bob the Builder this shit with no Bob the Builder But he has no idea. Yeah, exactly. All. No idea. No idea. Like he plugs he plugs his power tool charger into the wall where which he now we know is calm, wipes away a liquid <laughs> coming out of the sockets. I said this house should have been like, in fact, the whole house should have just gone down at yes, that point. Agreed. Because he didn't even check to see if it was charging. He just plugged it in and walked <laughs> off. Like what? <laughs> no, I think this is the point I realized he just doesn't even have any common sense. Like, I, I don't know. This man is just... Ugh. Yeah. All meat and no yes, brain. agreed. So we go to a scene at his local bar um, and there's this old, old owner who <laughs> is... Is I don't know. He's a little bit rude and I don't know standoffish, I guess. Um, and he serves up a very disgusting-looking meal to to Don. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, the old man does say that the meal finna not hit. He did. He yeah. did say that. He did say that the meal was going to be did. disgusting. And then Don was like, "Oh, it's not that bad." And he was just like, "I'll be sure to tell the <laughs> chef." I'm like, "Mike, come on now." And yet, yeah, no, this guy is so. And he's so. He's like one of those old people that you meet that are really standoffish because I, I don't know, we haven't really described Don but Don's like tall he's got like he honestly has a fuckboy haircut let's just be honest with it he's got tattoos everywhere like he does look like he's completely not from around there and the guy's just so quick to just be weird and then you know he's like oh you know where have you moved into and then he says the house and then just out of this is what took like when Sankar and I watched this for the first time the way we like were so taken aback by this comment, he was just like, <laughs> he just looked at Don and was like, 
get queer like just straight up out the gate like what (laughs) sanka and i just had like looked into the like when we were facetime and we just looked at each other like did that actually just happen (laughs) and dom was like wait what no i'm perfectly straight i have a a pregnant wife he was like and he was kind of like oh okay yeah and then he was like well Well, that house is kind of bad news for straight men (laughs) like (laughs) what (laughs) Uh, I would think Don would ask some questions after that, but he just kind of moves on with the conversation. No investigation skills whatsoever. <laughs> what do you mean it's bad for straight couples? He's like, no, no, if what's buts, nothing. Just straight. <laughs> like just straight nonsense. Literally just like look at all the red warning flags yeah. and just ignore yeah. them. Ignore every single No, one. but that's what oh, people God. in horror movies do. They're just oblivious to all this crap that's clearly so obvious to us but i don't know Mm. i suppose if they were if they had a lot of common sense we wouldn't have horror movies so this is true like i need to remember that there are but to be honest i do meet dumb people like this every single day like red flags will be red will be waving in the wind (laughs) and they'll just be like and you're like wow couldn't be me (laughs) couldn't be me Like, if I think someone's tailing me and I'm close to my house, I will purposely drive by my house to see if they're still following yeah. me. <laughs> I'm a suspicious individual. Like, yeah, no, I get it. Character. I get I'm it. questioning. <laughs> but, yeah, so Don goes back to the house after he's drunk, by the way. He has a yeah. drinking problem. We'll just well, add that I, in there as well. I think um, we cut to the next scene where it's the next day and he's busy fixing his kitchen. Um, and that's when he breaks one of the pipes under the sink. I don't know what he was trying to achieve, but when it breaks, um, all of this black kind of gunk shoots out of the pipe and covers him completely all over his face and his chest and everything. Mm. It's very gross, actually. Um, But he runs outside um, to go wash it off in the tap on his porch. Um, And that's when we get introduced to our first, I wouldn't say ghost, but I suppose spirit. Her name um, Mm. is Sarah. And she just happens to be hanging around in his backyard looking like a normal, um, not teenage, young young adult, maybe young 20s or so. A young adult, yeah. yeah. She was definitely wearing them booty shorts to yeah. hell. She just happens to be hanging in his backyard, like, mm, you know, mm-hmm. what of it? <laughs> um, but yeah, as soon as we saw her pop up on the screen, we both looked at each other and we were like, demon. No, legit. I said she will be problematic. And she was. Yes, she, was. <laughs> she was. She was like, she came to change the game. That's what she did. I mean, yeah. Yeah, so I suppose the, like, at this point, the house kind of decided it was time to test old mate Don um, because they'd already seen his little anger issues and how he was already drinking and lying to his wife about it and just. A this bunch of is true. Yeah, yeah, it was just a bunch of crappy like, behavior. I just realized when you said, yeah, sorry, I just realized when you said that, like, there were like, actually many things leading mm. up, like, because Sarah just didn't appear the first day he was yeah. there. Like, look, you're right. The house was kind of watching him a little bit before even any of the mm. stuff happened. Like, him lying to the wife about drinking, him saying that he was going to fix stuff that he hadn't even yeah. started, like. Yeah, you're right. Actually, his per- like his personality had already shown out. I didn't even realize that until you yeah. said that. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. But yeah, um, I don't know. They chat a little bit and flirt a little bit, I suppose. Um, and kind of, we know where it was going to go, but nothing happened at that mm. point. Um, 
he, yeah. he didn't really clean himself off and then ended up going back into the house. <laughs> like, I didn't really get that scene. And to clean up <laughs> the nonsense with, like, oh, the way he was cleaning it up, too. He was just making <laughs> yeah. more of a mess. <laughs> I wish I could have gone there to help him. Like, right. honestly, it was just making me more angry. He was just spreading it on the floor even more. And that looked like original wood to me. So I'm like, so you're just going to stain <laughs> the wood like that? Like, what the hell? Like, come on now. No common sense whatever. Anyway, <laughs> so um, later that evening, uh, Sarah comes back to the house. Um, she talks Don into giving her a house tour. And of course, they go upstairs into the bedroom. So his little doggy Cooper initially starts barking and kind of tries to get them to come out of the bedroom, you know, tries to stop Don from being a piece of shit, basically. Uh, but mm. yeah, we, we know that wasn't going to stop him. So... Yeah, he sleeps with her. <laughs> yes. So they end up going to the room, obviously having sex. And um, yeah, what did we expect, really? Um, but yeah, after that, Sarah leaves. And then just as he's seeing her out, he hears a very loud commotion upstairs in the bedroom. Um, we find the ceiling has collapsed and it has revealed a kind of viewing platform just above the room, mm-hmm. um, which it it's very creepy and not something I expected initially, but yeah, it was it was very weird. And it wasn't explained it was. very well in the movie at the time what it meant. Um, we found out a little bit mm. later that the house actually used to be a brothel about 100 years ago. Um, and mm. so people used to come up there onto the viewing platform and watch while, you know, certain things played out in the room below. Yeah. Um, it was kind of explained later towards the end of the movie, but I feel like if there'd been something early in the movie to kind of say this is what was going on, it would have been a bit easier to understand the first time around. But I don't mm. know. Yeah, the characters kind of just were like, oh, yeah, that, like, the the wife was like, oh, yeah, that has to go, that's weird. When the friend eventually came to help, he was like, what the <laughs> hell? Like, you know. And it, the thing is... um, just to add to that, the, he the very first him sleeping with the Sarah spirit was his very first trial and yes. he failed. Um, and I think that's why the the ceiling came down and revealed that mm-hmm. bit was because he failed that test. And the thing is, Sarah came to his house was like you know with a blunt and you know wearing a very seductive dress, like you know the dress she was wearing. Not to say that it's her fault he cheated, yeah. um, but the ghost was pretty much lining lining him up to test him at like full capacity like she was wearing a sheer dress everything um but the thing is he had told her that he had a wife and child yeah and so and she was like oh you know what are you going to do here oh this is going to be the kids room like you know he he was the one who gave up that information and but then um, he proceeded to you know, cheat so she as was well. like and then he proceeded to cheat. So it was just like the ghost kept going. She's like, oh, okay, you do have a wife and everything. But then she tempted him again and then he failed. Yeah. <laughs> like, and so that's, I think, why the, the – because in the video in the movie, the wife was like, that wasn't there before when they went to sign the lease and do the viewing. So I think it came down because he th- he failed the yeah. first test pretty much. So Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Idiot. Idiot. Yes, he it. is. Let's continue anyway. The roof falls down and I think what his wife. Oh, so yeah. So he shows, he calls his wife to show her what happened. 
Very side note before we continue, a pet peeve that Sanka and I picked up in some of these movies was, I don't know how the way she's, you guys can't see her on FaceTime, but she's laughing because she knows exactly where I'm going. The way these movies do FaceTime is unfucking realistic because like we, the way you're seeing the character is not the way FaceTime works (laughs) on any device because I looked it up. It's just, a, it's she's on the full screen. She can't actually see what's behind him. And this has happened a couple of times in the movies where she's like, oh, what's that behind you? Or are you drinking? And it's full-fledged just her face. You don't have a little box in the corner where she's seeing mm. him. So it's like, is this new technology that I haven't, <clears throat> you know, gotten yeah, hold of the, yet? No, and the way he was exist. holding the phone at some points, like it would have been impossible <clears throat> for her to see what he was actually trying to show her. It would have been impossible for her. It's very ridiculous. <clears throat> yeah. So she's on FaceTime and obviously because she's got common sense, she's like, that has to be patched up. That has to go. Of course it does because that's <laughs> weird. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So anyway, um, Don's friend Milo, he stops by that weekend to help Don fix up that roof. Um, mm-hmm. <sighs> Sarah has decided now that she can let herself into the house now that Don has done the deed. Um and she starts talking to Milo and basically just making herself at home. Uh, Don's not too happy with this, though. Um, and he decides to threaten her and um, tell her to stay away. You know, it was a one-time thing. It's not going to happen again. He's got a wife and family. He needs to sort out the house. All that stuff. Um, very confusing, right? <laughs> Why would you do it yeah. in the first place? But his friend Milo quickly catches on to what's happened and he kind of has a bit of a conversation with Don and says he has to tell his wife and, you know, why would you do this and all that stuff. Um, They basically just have a bit of an argument and Don decides that he's the one that should leave and cool off because, you know, he's done nothing wrong apparently. (laughs) Mm. So, yeah. So... Poor Milo is left alone in the house. Um, I, I think Sarah supposedly went away, but then came back. And she lures him into the basement, um, where basically it, it was very quick. I felt like it was unnecessary, but it, it happened very quickly. Um, Sarah and then we're introduced to another spirit in the house. Um, I think her name was Sadie. She... Well, mm. We yeah, don't learn her name at the time, but yeah. Um, they quickly just kill Milo and dispose of his body, apparently in one of the walls. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was just unnecessary and it felt a bit forced, that scene, just killing him. I don't I don't know why it had to happen. <clears throat> yeah, I think now that I'm looking back at the notes and everything, I think maybe because Milo didn't outright say... I'm going to tell Sarah she deserves Mm. to know. It was kind of like maybe hung up in the air, like, okay, I'll protect you this time. Like, like, because I'm trying to think, why would the house just randomly just kill this person who's actually done nothing wrong? He didn't cheat. He didn't do all this stuff. Maybe it was just because it's like, well, okay, so you condone this. If you're willing to keep the secret and be a piece of shit, like, because, you know, if you stay silent, you're contributing to it. Yeah, I suppose, yeah. If you're... But, like, that's the only explanation that I can think of why Milo was punished because that can 
that is the only reason that could happen because he did yeah. nothing. It seems a bit excessive though to kill him just for not ratting on his friend. Because he came to help with the house. Yeah, no, I, I think it's excessive yeah. as well. But that is the only sort of reason I could see the, the house turning up and going like, maybe, like, you know, maybe you they just to- needed someone to die. I mean, we were like 40 minutes into the movie or something. Maybe they were like, it's not scary correct. enough. Maybe someone needs to die. No, you are correct. <laughs> Many a people have not yeah. died yet in this film. Well, um, we're going to go to the most horrific scene in the whole movie now. It's the thing that really disgusted me. And the movie really could have done without this. But, okay, let, let's talk about it. If you're a dog lover, um, suggest maybe you skip ahead like 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah. So while Don is asleep that night, um, Sarah lures Cooper down into the laundry and decides to stuff him into the dryer and turn it on. Um, and Don wakes up in the morning to loud banging noise, runs downstairs just to find that his dog has basically combusted in the dryer. Um, yeah. It was really disgusting and just really uncalled for and so over the top and just uncomfortable yeah. to watch, really. Um, it was. Yeah. Like I know dogs usually like, do die in horror movies and but it's never so brutal. Like it's Yeah, you never really see it on camera yeah. or like the result of them on camera. They're either just laying still or something like that. Whereas it's like you could tell that the ghost had like Yeah. You know torn like, you know, cut like cut the poor creature yeah, it was up. Awful. Put and put them there. And it was just like and the thing is the dog had done like, the dog had tried to warn him, but then, like, because he was so accepting of the ghost, the dog was like, well, yeah. I guess this is our reality Yeah, he kind of just like, chilled out. You know, the ghost <laughs> just chilled out very quickly. Yeah, you know, and the ghost was patting him and all that kind of stuff. It was just uncalled for nonsense. And, like, yeah. yeah. Like, I know they did it to, to send him over the edge, but I still just think it was unnecessary. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, Don decides to call the cops, uh, which, you know, doesn't go anywhere because cops are useless in horror movies. So, yeah, Always. not much more to say on that. But when Sarah comes back again, um, he decides to apologize to her, uh, which I feel like it really could have been his chance to redeem himself with the house if he'd been sincere about it and actually, like, meant it. Um, but his only purpose for um, apologizing was just to lure Sarah into the kitchen so that he could mm. kill her, basically. And I kind of think she knew yeah, that too. Yeah, I think when when he started saying, there's a gift for you in the kitchen, she was like, oh, I kind of know where this is going to go. Yeah. Yeah. She knew. Yeah. Because the way, like, she kind of, like, turned right around. Yeah, she she let like, it happen. Cause she knew it was going to happen and she, she let, let it, let it happen. happen. Yeah. Yeah, but... He yeah. takes her downstairs to the basement and just tries to dispose of her body in the wall. Um, <laughs> it seems like a very weird way to dispose of a body. I don't... Bruh. <laughs> like, surely there's better ways. But anyways. So he then has a bit of a meltdown when he goes back upstairs and he rips one of the kitchen cabinet doors off, which ends up hitting him in the head. Um, it's honestly my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> it was just so funny. I don't think that was actually scripted, but they decided to just keep it in. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
But yeah, when he goes back downstairs eventually, he decide he discovers that Sarah's body has actually gone missing. Um which, you know, we expected it, but I don't think he did. Um mm-hmm. And then, yeah, and then there's like a series of events where Don's just drilling into some wall and he sees the other spirit in there. And it was just, I don't know, a bunch of random stuff that was put together, like, um, I don't know, all this kind of blood and semen shooting out of the sinks and walls. And um, Mm. I believe Milo's face was somewhere in a wall as well. It was just a bunch of yucky stuff. I don't know. Didn't really add much to the movie. <laughs> nah, it didn't at all. Um, and then, like, pretty much we end sort of Don's segment oh, no. of the movie. No, so, we, where... um, so before that happens, um, the other ghost, Sadie, she drops some um, marbles um, down to Don. Uh, all through the movie we've seen yeah, these yeah. marbles, you know, rolling around. I think Don ate one earlier in the movie and – you know, oh yeah, and the yeah. dog did too. Actually, I yeah, I don't. That. The marbles are never really fully explained, but they've kind of been making an appearance all through the movie. Um, and at this point, mm. uh, Don, there's a few marbles dropped in front of Don, and somehow they get under his skin, and they work their way up up his legs and up his arms, and eventually to his head, and he dies basically. Um, yeah, look, I wasn't sad at all. Because he starts cutting at himself yeah. to try and get the marbles out yeah. too, which is it's, it's a bit of a gruesome scene. It was scene, pretty gross. But, you know. um, so we thought, you know, the movie's pretty much over. Like, what else can happen? You know, our main character is dead. You know, surely it's done. No, we were like halfway through the movie. It was. <laughs> I was so disappointed that we had more to go. <laughs> Every time we check the time, we're like, wait, there's more. <laughs> it's not finished. Yeah, it was, yeah. And then Liz finally turns yes. up. So we switch over to Liz's point of view. Um, as soon as she walks into the house and she sees some of these mirrors, she's like, nope. As someone with common sense <laughs> would. <laughs> so I thought, right, I thought she would be killed off pretty quickly and the movie would be over, you know. How much more are we going to get out of this, right? But no, there's a whole, whole other story. So she goes across the road to talk to Ellie. And we find out that Don is even more of an asshole than we originally thought. This is the point we find out about all his Mm. defrauded clients and um, the fact that he cheated on her previously and all the the crap, basically, that he did. Um. Mm. Yeah, basically the pastor just tells her to get her husband and to leave the house. Which I feel like it was advice that she could have given them when they first looked at the house, before they purchased it, you know. (sighs) Not like a few weeks into staying there, right? (laughs) We're going to have a whole discussion about this this Ellie woman after we just like do the plot (laughs) breakdown. Because I have some words for her. I do. So, um, <laughs> I do be having words. Liz goes back to the house and she walks into some kind of random throwback scene from when the house was operating as a brothel, uh, with a lot of like so I don't know, ghost people that are walking around and, um, 
you know, having drinks and watching all the sexual fantasies going on in the um, in the room with the platform. Um, Liz doesn't seem to be bothered by any of this. She's not questioning who these people are. Like, I just, I found that scene very weird because she was completely ignoring all of it and just trying to find out where Don is. Like, I don't know. I suppose this is the point they were trying to give us backstory, but I felt like it was a bit too late. Yeah, because the thing is as well, it's like, no one would react like that. If you came into the house that you owned and motherfuckers were just yeah. having a party, I'd be losing my shit. Like, I know she's pregnant, so she can't do much, but I'd be not like yeah. 911, like exactly. triple zero. Like, <laughs> you know, it's just that sort of acceptance of nonsense happening in the house that yeah. I don't like. Oh, I don't know. Anyway, we'll skip past all of that because it's not really relevant. Um, she and nah, she's just yeah, running exactly. around the house. She ends up in a room. With Don, um, who's begging for her forgiveness. So he's got all of these cuts on his arms and everything that we saw earlier. Mm. Um, So he begs for her forgiveness. You know, he's saying he made a mistake. You know, please take me back. All that kind of stuff. Luckily, she hasn't completely lost her mind and refuses him. At this point, um, Don, or should I say Sarah... Cuts her face um, from the top and pulls her skin off to reveal that she was somehow Rips wearing Don's face. Comes through. A, a, like a yeah, bodysuit. Wearing him like a bodysuit. Bruh. <laughs> she pulls it off. And then she, she was, was covered like, in blood. What'd she say? She had like this manic laugh and she's like, I didn't think you were going to yeah, make like, it. I thought I almost had you there. Yeah, I thought I almost had you there in the end. <laughs> I was like, what in hell? That was very weird and disturbing. So um, Liz runs downstairs away from Sarah and Mm. it's a random clip of Milo that's just laughing through the wall. Very creepy. No, that was funny. I actually cackled. (laughs) I was like, it was creepy, but I was just like, that's so (laughs) random. Like, okay. (laughs) Just this manner, like, just like, (laughs) like from a hole in the wall. The hole he patched up, by the way, yeah, too. I just remembered that. Anyway, so the other ghost, um, Sadie, which is – we haven't talked about her much. So she had a really disfigured face and um, had, like uh, – it was cut, like, diagonally across her face and she had weird, um, like, teeth mm. coming out and, like, some kind of gemstone in there. I don't really know. It was, it was yeah. very weird. I don't see how anyone could be disfigured that much. Um, yeah. Considering she was normal yeah. beforehand, like she grew up not like well not normal, but you know what I mean. Like she had a very, her face was developed not like you know naturally or anything like that. So the deformity yeah. of her dead body did not make any sense. Like the cor- like you know I know people are whack and they can do some strange things, but just the way the des- like the prop team designed her, didn't yeah, it make was. Sense I think they were trying to make her look all. creepy, but it was just it wasn't really that creepy. It was just weird. Um. So she died because someone mutilated her and basically killed her. Um, I think maybe that's what they were trying to show, but did a very poor job of it. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, she starts crawling out of one of the walls uh, very, very slowly. (laughs) And, you know, how ghosts ghosts do that kind of shit. You know, the way the demons be doing movies. Giving you time to think about it. But before she's even out of the wall, um, Sarah grabs a hammer of some sort and she's. No, Liz oh, grabs Liz, a hammer. Sorry, Liz. Um, she yeah. grabs a hammer and she smashes her on the head, which is 
great. <laughs> I was so happy because I'm like, look at common sense. Because why would you wait for this entire whole <laughs> yeah. bitch to emerge from the wall? I was like, this is the first thing that made sense in this entire movie. It was. This is the first time. Oh, it was great. Like anything made sense. Yeah. So um, then she runs outside and the pa- pastor, Ellie, is just chilling on the porch and she says to her, you did good. <laughs> like, she was just sitting there listening to this pregnant lady running through the house, fighting for her life. Just have, did she have a drink in her hand? Yeah. She does. This fucking, I'm, I'm going to wait for Sanka to give me permission to okay. go on my rant because Sanka just knows I have I have it in my spirit that I need to get off my chair. So I'm going to just wait. For okay, Sanka well, we're almost done. Light. So basically um, Liz gets the bodies of Sarah and Sadie out of the house. So she um, gets them out of the walls in the house and she goes, gives them yeah, a gives them burial. a proper burial and, um, you know, sorts that out. What I don't understand is she didn't bury Milo and she didn't bury Don. So, yeah, just forgot about them. Um, But then after doing all that, she decides she still wants to live in the house with her newborn baby. Um, I think we cut Mm -hmm. to like six months later or something. And in the final scene of the movie, we see some marbles drop down from an air vent into the baby's crib. It's very dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Um, followed so, by a very close-up and creepy look at Don's face through the air vent saying, that's my girl. Very creepy. Very yet, creepy. Bro. I don't – why didn't she get rid of them too? <laughs> no, but the thing is, like, why would you leave your cot under, like, yeah, I, I don't. don't I couldn't. I couldn't stay in that house, don't. even if I knew all the demons were gone. I just couldn't. No way. No, you. I could. I would just move back home, cut my losses. Like I know she poured yeah. money into it, but you could have done anything yeah. else but live. Man, in that she house. still had a job. Like, she was a decent person, and she still had a job. She still had because that's what I mean. Where were you yeah. living beforehand? You had like a little apartment and stuff. You couldn't yeah, have gone back to doing exactly. that. Like <sighs> anyway, that's it for the plot. So let let's discuss. You go ahead because I need a little bit of a break from talking. Okay, so let's talk about the raggiest, daggiest, raggedy bitch in this entire movie was that Pastor (laughs) Ellie. And you know what? Like I said, it makes sense her name was Ellie because only a raggedy bitch would let all that shit happen. Okay, let's go. Let me just get this off my chest. Out of every character in this fucking movie... This woman, this pastor woman has a church across from the house. She says in the movie, like in the beginning, talking to Don, you know, that's my house over there. Like, you know, she she turns up multiple times in the movie. Every time she can sense or see that Don's having a bad time, she's on his porch. When we first see her, she, he opens the door. He's like, oh, you want to come in? And she's like, yeah, she, mm, nothing. She never comes and sits in. outside. First of all, that would, that would be my warning flag. Why don't you want to come into my house? But, you know... I've got common sense. Don doesn't. She talks about the house, like, you know, why are you here? All that kind of crap. She says, oh, the house, you know, can challenge you, da-da-da-da-da. Halfway through the movie when Don's, you know, being Don, she comes back again. She knows some things has gone down because I know she can see Don cheating from the <laughs> other side of the fucking street. 
She sees everything that's going down in that house from her house, okay, which is a church apparently. And she sees all this happening. She turns up halfway through the movie. It's like, oh, you know, this house is a real bitch. So she knows that the demonic shit's happening in this house, right? She has a, gl- a, a glass of sherry or something. She's drinking that, all right? And talking to him is like, you know, you need to really battle the house. Like, you know, you need to do good. But she knows she, she knows he's already failed. She saw him fucking uh, Sarah from the other side of the, yeah. the coin, right? And then when the wife finally shows up, all right, that's when she gives her advice. Get your baby and your husband and yourself out that house. Bitch, you know Don's dead. <laughs> You didn't see Marlo come out that house. You haven't seen Don in two and a half business days. And you're telling her to go back? And you haven't, no one has asked where the dog is. Nobody has asked where the dog is in this entire time when Liz comes back, okay? Liz goes back in. She's doing that entire thing Sanka was talking about. There's a weird party going on. She's seeing weird shit. The thing happens with Don, all right? She then finally gets out of the house after bashing Sadie's (laughs) brains in. And who is sitting on her fucking porch? Ellie. Ellie is sitting on her porch fucking talking about, you did good, kid. Oh, fuck you. (laughs) Fuck you and everything. You heard me running around this house like a tomb raider fighting for my life. And you sitting on my porch, on my property. Fuck this. Like, no, because the thing is, had Liz not have been pregnant, had I had been Liz, not that I'd ever get to that point (laughs) for common sense. Had I been Liz, I would have whooped her ass too, in fact. I would have dragged her ass into the house. I'm like, no, you need your comings up because you saw me, my husband, and I fighting for our lives in here. Yes. deserved it. But me? Me? You heard me running around this house screaming for Don. You knew he was dead? Like, bitch, are you crazy? Are you... And and then talking about, well, you know, something about passing the test and, you know, this house can be a really wonderful house if you... Ah, No. No, I would have dragged you by the ear, by the hairline into this house so you could get yours too. Because what the fuck? You sat here this entire... You know I'm pregnant. You know I am pregnant with a baby and you let me run around this house. Oh, no. I I would have had hands for Ellie. Out of everyone, I, I would have had hands for Ellie. And that's it. That's just all I wanted to say about good old Ellie. She can get fucked. I hate her. Her character the most. Don deserved it. Liz is a dumbass. The dog and Milo deserved really yeah. nothing. But Ellie? Backstabbing yeah, bitch. I agree. <laughs> like, fuck her. I agree. <laughs> I felt like I knew where the movie was going well before the movie got there. And it just seemed like it dragged on forever. Like, it was only an hour and a half, yeah. but it felt like it was a four-hour movie. Like, it just, I don't know, if took forever to get to the point and just overall for me it wasn't a great haunted house movie I can't say that I really like I didn't no, feel scared at, at any point I there weren't really many jump scares there's a couple of you know things in the mirrors mm-hmm. and all that stuff but it like I didn't feel scared you know yeah and it was just all of our reactions were just out of disgust really yeah, I felt like we were just yeah. disgusted most of the time. That's what I felt like, that we were just disgusted most um, of the time. I did like that the whole movie wasn't just based off of um, Don's, you know, rage-filled point of view. Um, and we did get to see a little bit of Liz yeah. as well. That was maybe one thing that was a bit of a positive. But, yeah, it's just like... So we have to keep in mind that Don wasn't actually corrupted by the house. 
he was just exposed to situations that yes. tested his nature really and yeah and mm, basically and it was just testing what choices he was going to make and uh, whether he could take responsibility or whether he you know um, he was able to I suppose justify his bad behavior and you know all that um, yeah he was just an awful human being and all of the choices he made like he never considered how Liz would feel he didn't really have any consideration for anyone else and I think that's why yeah and I think that's why he really suffered at the hands of the house um whereas Liz on the other hand she survived the test because when she was finally presented with another situation of either forgiving um, Don and moving on with their life or actually putting herself first after like handicapping her needs mm. for so long um, just to support his fragile ego yes like yeah, exactly. I, like I feel like the movie was kind of trying to make a point through both Liz um, the way Sarah and Sadie were treated in the past kind of just to I don't know maybe make women I don't know, feel like they should be less scared of men or less fearful of, you know, offending men or, you know, I don't I feel like it's kind of getting there, but it didn't really make a very good point of it. Yeah, I, I, I see that as well. I think, like you said before, like, like you know, because I'm just looking at your notes and you're, you're right, life is a series of choices mm. and it's how we handle those choices when they're predicted presented to us yeah like temptation is often in the in the hands of something we're not meant to do like you know even as simple as you know me not eating that extra tim tam because i will put on weight yeah but it's tempting because tim tams taste delicious (laughs) yes (laughs) right whereas for don you know he is tempted by you know youth sarah's very youthful in the Mm. movie you know he's becoming a dad He's getting older. And can I just say, it was very unnecessary for him to be shirtless the amount of times he was in this movie because he gave us nothing. <laughs> nothing. And I, <laughs> I like a good dad bod, I do. But he gave me no, he gave me nothing. And I just don't know why he was shirtless as often as he was. Um, but yeah, he was just constantly tempted and constantly failed. And something that really pissed me off what he said in the movie was that his reason for cheating on Liz with Sarah was that he felt like he deserved yeah. it. He deserved that one last time to feel Mm. like the man or some nonsense like that you know and it was just it just proved the point that he was never a good person to to begin with and even presented with choosing him and his new family over his own selfish needs he still picked his own selfish needs and he was punished for and not even that he just couldn't even take responsibility for his actions either couldn't take responsibility he just justified it like yeah and then you know sarah was just like well you slept with me and so you've done all these things you can't come clean had he i think it i think if he had immediately regretted sleeping with her and be like look what we did was wrong i am so sorry Mm -hmm. i'm gonna call my wife right now and tell her that i slept with you um so she knows what's going on i don't want any secrets i did a bad thing and uh, you know i think the horror you know sarah and sadie would have been a bit more lenient had he been willing to take responsibility and then you know from liz's point of view i can see what you mean like you know she fixing don's men uh 
Don's men, Don's like mistakes. Like, you know, he should have gone to prison. Yeah. Like he really should for scamming all those people. And then she was the one who put up collateral for their house because he had nothing. Mm, exactly. Right. She was the one who, you know, let him p- mainly pick this house, let him want to reconstruct. He had no, even though he was in finance, he had no business fixing up a whole house. Yeah. But she continually, like you said, let him take charge so he would feel like you feed his ego and, yeah so you, know, you could feel like a man at the detriment yeah so at the detriment though of herself yeah, exactly and so i'm glad when push came to shove she finally was like no nah nah enough is enough mm-hmm. which you know i'm glad she did i didn't think she needed to be put through all that but you know i guess equal rights they both should have been tested yeah you know <laughs> i suppose having Equally. having the baby as well would have probably changed her mind more than when she if she was you know just by herself she may have been yeah you know a bit more uh reluctant to forgive him because of the baby um because wanting to mm. you know not give her baby that kind of father and yeah yeah and i think we get caught up and this is not even just a woman's thing it's people think that children will change people mm, they don't like, you know many yeah, you know, many women will think, oh, you know, if he has a baby, he'll become responsible, he'll step up. No. Mm. Same with women. Like, you know, some people, you know, when women get into relationships, men will be like, oh, you know, she doesn't like kids. Oh, she'll be a great mum when she eventually is. And they end up not being a great mum. Yeah. You know, it's people think children will change them and they don't. And I can say that's one thing the movie highlighted, that it doesn't matter. You are what you your nature is. Yeah. Like, you can become a good person if you want to. Yeah, if you choose to. He doesn't want to. He just wanted to fuck around and he found out, didn't he? Yeah. He fucked around and he found out. <laughs> so, um, okay, so the p- movie was a piece of shit, but um, I, I did a bit of extra research and I actually found the – so even though the movie wasn't based on a true story, the actual house is has its own independent story and it actually exists. It is an actual haunted house um, in the U.S., and two girls by the name of Sarah and Sadie are said to inhabit the home. Uh, so previous owners of this home have experienced odd things like doors happening, um, doors opening broken or disappearing dishes and utensils, um, as well as hearing giggling, crying, sometimes screaming. Basically, the two girls... Um, Sadie was aged 12 when she was hired as a maid. At the time, the house was still a brothel. And she was later mistaken for a prostitute. um, And she was brutally murdered, I think, in 1901. Um, Jesus. Yeah. Sarah, on the other hand, she um, was said to have died of a severe illness at age 10. And although her death wasn't suspicious... um, no, sorry, it was suspicious because her body disappeared. So they said she died of an illness, but then her body was just disappeared. So, you know, who knows really what happened. But both of those girls reportedly died in the same bedroom on the third floor. So I think they kind of drew a few of these little facts from, you know, what actually happened in the house and tried to make a movie yeah. out of it. I feel like the they could have done something a little bit different but you know i feel like the actual story of the house was better than the movie like it intrigued me a lot more (laughs) yeah no i completely agree i feel like i feel like the um that story of 
little girls would have been much better than the nonsense that we mm. just got then. Yeah, agree. Like, because, like, what do you, like, what do you actually mean? <laughs> like, oh, it was a whorehouse and now, like, prostitutes are testing new couples. Yeah. What? <laughs> like, like, it would have made sense if it was maybe, like, the little girls, like, you know, because they lost their lives and all that kind of stuff. Like, that would have made a bit more sense where it's like, yeah, okay, um, like, what, what do you what do you mean like you buy a house and it te- like I know the premise of horror movies is like oh let's test you and you know see if you're a good person mm. and you know all that kind of stuff but like it that made no sense like that particular movie made no sense even just like the title so, of the movie so girl on the third floor right Sadie was the one that was supposedly living in the third floor and died up there yeah but then Sadie she was the one on the third floor yeah but she wasn't really the main character in doing any of this haunting like she assisted in killing Milo and that was about it like she didn't really do anything else other than just walk around looking creepy um no exactly and spreading them fucking marbles all over the floor yeah so it's it was like really centered around Sarah being the you know ghost of the house who's doing all the testing but yeah yeah I don't know it was just a crap movie I suppose (laughs) and we I will say like the actor who's in it that was his first filming role as well so that explains the terrible acting CM Punk he used to be I think a professional wrestler (laughs) yes he did used to be a professional wrestler Uh, actually I think he was quite perfect for the role for for the character of Don I think he did a pretty good job of playing him it's just we didn't like the character he was because he was a piece of shit he was he was he was such a bad character too like (laughs) oh Anyway, oh. I can't believe we watched this twice and spent so much time on this <laughs> Willingly. <laughs> Willingly. Willingly, yes. twice. The first time we watched it, I lost my um, movie-picking privileges for a few weeks. She did. Um, it was so I will awful. I confess to you, uh, I will just say this right now. Sanka has been banned from the next couple of movie picks because um, I want peace and not problems um, <laughs> because that movie – that movie really had me pissed off <laughs> as you can tell in the in the podcast it had me pissed off for a couple it still has me pissed off because oh. i just can't imagine who would write those characters like that and think good film like it must have just been like a high endeavor like you know when someone has too much money to do things and they just be making shit um yeah. that's yeah that for me yeah, no, no, no. It was just a shit. It was, it was a shit movie. It really was. It was. Um, yeah, I don't, I'm so glad we've finished recording this podcast now, so that I can erase this movie from my memory and yeah, never think so, about it again. Yeah. So the reason we also made this our first one is because we wanted to never have to keep researching and talking <laughs> about this ever again. That was the main reason we let go. Like we needed to record this one first, so we can. <laughs> close the browser on this movie and live our lives in peace because yes. anger I feel I need to let it go I need <laughs> to have peace with myself now um 
but yeah, all in all, if you if you literally just want to watch a bad movie, um, just for shits and giggles, put it on. It's an hour and thirty minutes. Hour and thirty minutes feels like four years. Um, <laughs> terrible film. Would give it. I can't give it a, a zero out of five. Look, we can. Can't we give can it give it a zero if we want to. Um, I feel. I like... will give it. A... I don't know. What do you reckon? <sighs> I'm leaning towards zero because it was awful, but I can kind of see where they were trying to go with it. It just didn't quite get there. So I'll give it a 0.5 out of five hotties. Yeah, I will give it uh, 0.5 hotties out of five because it yes. was a hot ass mess. It was. It was. It I was. agree. A collective of 0.5. We hate Don. We hate Ellie. We hate Sarah. She was just awful. So. Yeah, Sarah everyone. was as much as like she was trying to do all the the nonsensical dealings and wheelings. She was actually also very annoying. Yeah, or maybe it was just her actress. I don't know. Her actress <laughs> pissed me off too. So <laughs> everyone except the dog. Look, yeah, Liz was okay, but, but she annoyed me a bit. Yeah, because you know, enabling a lot of that shit was where she was where she got to where she was. <laughs> like she never would have had to run through that house had she just not broken up with him. Yeah, like. Exactly. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, let's not victim blame as well because, like, you know. Yeah, we don't know what happened. Really, yeah, we don't know if he, like, you know, put the sweets on her and was like, oh, I'll change. Like, you know, as most yeah. people do if they want something. <laughs> but, you know. But, yeah. So that was it, guys. That was uh, our uh, breakdown of the horrendous film Girl on the Third Floor. Um. 10 out of 10 would not recommend. But if you <laughs> want to waste your life for an hour and <laughs> waste your life, like I said, for an hour and a half. Do you, fam? Do you? <laughs> Any last words, Sanka, before we uh we leave today? No, I just want to forget about this. Make better choices. <laughs> I apologize for choices. picking this movie. As she should. I'm still sore on her for it. I will be picking the next couple of movies for us to watch and we will probably do a couple of like throwback movies that we've already watched. Yeah. Like I really want to discuss a couple of movies where I just started being on the demon side. Like it got to the point where we watched so many movies that I was just like, I'm actually on the demon side now because like, actually this makes sense. <laughs> I, ter- I We mentioned mirrors earlier and I would really love to discuss that with you in another episode, but I refuse Which to one? ever rewatch that movie. Um, Which one? I am for mirrors. <gasps> mirrors, yeah, I yeah. That's gonna be my scarred. no zone. And Oculus, yeah. And Oculus, like Oculus is my no, no, no. And Mirror is also my no, no, no. Yeah, I just. But we do need to discuss it. But I we will, will not rewatch it. it. We will not rewatch. I will Wikipedia the page <laughs> and yes. run through the storyline. I can't do I it to not myself. Watch it again. No, I literally do not look at myself for weeks after watching or seeing any snippets of Oculus or Mirrors. I just can't. That's one of the genres I just can't take is weird, creepy shit happening in Mirrors. I just can't. I'm already superstitious of Mirrors because, you know, I believe that Mirrors are a gateway into, like, certain spiritual things. And, like, you know, if you look at a mirror too long, I feel like, you know, it's looking back at you. Like, I'm Mm. very weird with Mirrors. So I I use them for the bare minimum and then that's it. (laughs) And then leave. (laughs) <laughs> all right well all right. thanks for listening the end of thank you yeah thank you for uh, our first episode i think that went 
worked really well for our very first one and uh we will see you guys in the next one thank you for listening to the horrors the hottie what the horrors and hotties the hotties and horror movies podcast guys peace out bye Bye.